Hello, this is Aidan, and this is the Wolfpack Coronavirus Podcast. Don't worry about it. You're telling me about how you, how you do your day then, so go on. So you got yeah, Piers so, and Susanna in the morning. Yeah, so it starts with Piers and Susanna, and then uh, yeah. and then it rolls into this morning, which... Uh, you, oh, no, man. Really? With Phil and Holly? It's got to be with Phil and Holly. Like, I don't like it when oh, it's the other two. I can't stand with Simon and Ruth. My wife's the same. Did you see his thing about the 5G coronavirus theory? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some. I, didn't, I don't know the exact details. What, what, what did he say? You know this whole myth that's going around that the 5G masks are uh, emitting coronavirus? Yeah. Well, he, he said that they needed to be, like, more... Um, like, like, more... Um, research done into that right and I just thought you fucking melt what are you doing yeah literally the only way you're going to catch coronavirus on the 5G mask is if someone with coronavirus sneezes on their hand wipes it on a 5G mask and as you walk by you touch that mask and then touch your face yeah it's an interesting one because I I can't see what the link is between a Wi-Fi network and coronavirus neither do I I love this. It's it's the it's the ultimate sort of oh like stu- it's like flat earth, isn't it? it you know what? It, it almost is. It almost is. But I think it, it, if you Google five G, yeah, there's a lot of articles from the last few years, way before COVID, of where they think that's dangerous to health. But I don't know where these these theories stem from but it, I know even BBC did an article on it and The Guardian and a lot of sort of reputable people yeah so I don't know what it is uh, it's like a more powerful network of connectivity yeah it's basically like hyped up 4G you know a good 4 I don't know where the 4G coverage is like in your area but where I live it's alright it's pretty good it's kind of like the next level of that yeah Imagine, uh, yeah, I think everything's going to be, like, futuristic, isn't it, soon? We're all going to have headsets on, and I think that the frame rate is going to be milliseconds, so you, you won't even notice whether it's a, a computer or some augmented reality thing. That's true. But you're going to be careful, because you might catch coronavirus through that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catch a cold. Catch a cold. Oh, I'm sick. Why? Because I was, you know, I was on my headset. <laughs> and it's connected to the 5G network. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I was on my laptop. Yeah, I was on my laptop. I was working from home and now I've got a week off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you got this morning with just Phil and Holly. Yeah, I go into, uh, so it, it starts with, so this is all on mute, you know, so just while I'm like in work, but it's like yeah. this, mor- this morning, or, or the, the, the show with Piers Morgan, whatever that's called, Good Morning or something. Yeah, and then Good Morning Britain, morning. yeah. Yeah, and then it and then it flows into this morning, and then afterwards it it it, it rolls into uh, loose women. Yeah, it does. It's like a cl- a classic episode of loose women, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's, a, it's one of those guilty pleasures. I think everyone oh, like, watches it. Do you not think it's just five women on PMT who just want a bit of cock? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a dangerous one. I'm not going to go there. Oh, I'm going to, mate. I think I might put that in the cold open. Good evening and welcome to the Wolfpack Coronavirus Podcast. This is episode two 
And today, me and Aiden talked about the daily press conference at Downing Street, where First Secretary of State Dominic Raab extended the lockdown for another three weeks, the tests involved, and how we may get out of the lockdown. And then we finish on the legend that is Captain Tom Moore. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, let's jump. Let's jump into it. First one, obviously, the big press conference today. Uh, Dominic Raab extending the lockdown for three weeks for another three weeks, which I believe takes us up to the seventh of May, which is interestingly the day before the VE Day bank holiday. Yeah, what a milestone that would be, right? So I was looking. I know that would be that would be huge if he lifted the lockdown the day before. Um, do you think he might? In oh, three man, weeks I hope time. So I mean, I was just I was just listening to uh, a restaurant owner, and he, uh, he he's got eight restaurants, and um, he's, he's had to lay off over yeah. like four hundred staff. Um, people are going bankrupt. Oh, wow. You know, they they don't have money. You know, especially sort of hourly paid workers, they just have no. They're, they're yeah. Being supplemented, you know, I think that I think I think generally people want things back to normal, but at the same time, we want to make sure it's safe as well. We don't want to. We don't want more deaths. No, of course, what we don't want is that second 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 spike, isn't it? Which a lot of yeah. people are worried about. And it just makes you think as well. With all of us being locked inside, have we had a chance to get it? Have people had it but don't know about it? What if we go back into normal life and then everyone gets it? You know, that's one of the that's one of the tests that Dominic Raab sort of laid out, which we'll which we'll talk about briefly, which was interesting because the leader of the opposition, Sir Keir Starmer, had been talking around the one he'd been sort of lobbying the government for an exit yeah. strategy, and I think in a strange way we. We kind of got an exit strategy out of Dominic Raab, kind of, like a, a, a tenuous one, some sort of ideas of how we would start to lift the lockdown if these tests were met. But we'll go through them one by one, of course. Um, it was, of course, he did extend the lockdown for another three weeks. Um, so that's all the measures extended. So I think it's probably best to go I mean, through I... them. If you can work at home, you meant you should work at I, I home. Sorry, say, I didn't go on. I missed it, so I, I I could see him on the TV, but I didn't have the volume on, so I didn't I didn't know what he actually said. So you're probably best place to sort of as first I'd be hearing about yeah, it yeah. as well, actually. Yeah, so he he obviously extended the lockdown till the seventh of May. By the looks of things, it being three weeks, that would be the seventh of May from today. Um, that all the measures are still in place as as they have been for the previous three weeks, which is obviously. If you can work from home, you should work from home, which me, you and uh, Moz are all doing at the moment. Um, You can only go out for uh, one unit of exercise to give someone medical support and care or to go shopping. But that should be as infrequently as possible. And then obviously to advise the the two metres apart and and things like that. which has been People interesting are just to not say. Getting it. I mean, I'll, I'll use my my dad as an example. He was he, he said that the the police yeah. stopped him today because he, he went out to get the paper. And uh, my, my my dad oh, is like old okay. fashioned. He's quite old now. I, I just said to him, Dad, you can't go out to get a paper. It, that's not essential travel. You know, 
No. I mean, my dad, to no, be it's honest, not. He, he, he can't work an iPad or anything. So the only way he can see the news is if he catches it on the TV or if he gets a paper. But yeah, that, I was like, Dad, no, you can't. Um, and he's, uh, you know, the police gave him a sp- gave him a word today. And um, did they not give? Did they give him a fine, just, or did they just give him a what are you doing? The, get back yeah, in your house, get type back of thing. Yeah, type of warning. Um, it's good that actually they they showed a bit of restraint, well, and they were quite lenient. They didn't realise that he, he thought that maybe it was part of the exercise, maybe going for a walk, grabbing a paper, and then going home. You know, grabbing a paper. I can kind you of see that. It. You could argue it, but I don't think that was his intention, to be honest. But are you nah. like, I, Fair I, enough. I, I, I try to walk the dog every day, and um, I seen I seen literally like I'm not yeah. even exaggerating. Eight people huddled together with their dogs, just having a have, yeah, yeah, just having a really? chat. Like they must have been neighbors or something, or, or like local people, because there were like three groups of families just stood around talking. Okay. For fuck's sake, like here's us trying to adhere to the rules, and in a giant field, just like there's yeah. like a little party going on. Oh man, it's like the park by me, which is just full of people at the weekend, and you're like, this park is never yeah. full. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? So I suppose it's things like that do an impact as to why we're. Uh, why we're locked in the house for another three weeks at least. But of course, it being Thursday, we've just done the clap for carers as well. Did you did you go ahead and do that I, earlier? I did, but an I did. over an hour yeah. ago? Yeah. And uh, everyone in our neighbourhood's doing it. Yeah. So it's... Uh... Yeah, same. We had some fireworks let off around the back, around the back of the estate yeah. while it was going on, which is quite nice. It just it must be a nightmare for them. You know, just imagine going to, going to work... And, literally putting your life at risk because you're, you're saving others with a yeah. highly contagious disease. I know it's, uh, it's absolutely crazy to think that, you know, you go into, you go into work every day and you're literally risking your life. But that's why we go out and clap for them every Thursday. Just on this whole o'clock. walk thing. I mean, like just, you know, you mentioned that people um, go, on, yeah. go into the park. The last, the last motherfucker that would go to a park and walk around is me, and I, 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 I you know, I am the last. Person. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing it, you know, I've been enjoying it. But I just think, like, have you noticed how rude people are sometimes? Like, do you think this whole thing is? Have you had any stick, stick for it? I had a situation today where I was like approaching the junction to, to cross the road, and this lady, okay, young girl, uh, probably. Uh, 20 or something was walking across the other side of the road so it was like sort of like a there was a road in so between, a road in between if yeah. I had carried on at my own pace at the pace I was going and she had carried on we would have like yeah. actually ended up at the same place and you know uh, broke the two meter rule so I stopped yeah literally like in the middle of the street about 10 meters away mm-hmm. from the, the junction and I let her cross the road yeah. and walk across me uh, with with a with a safe distance. Okay, dude, I, I stood there for twenty seconds while this moron walked past. She didn't even say thank you. Not even a thanks. Not even wow. like look at me and be like, "Oh, cheers for that." Just, nice one. It's just like, yeah, man. Like seriously, society is just doomed. 
<laughs> I, I, to be fair, I've, I've, I haven't had any. Uh, I haven't had anything. Po- I haven't had anything like that. It's sort of my uh, in sort of my in sort of my area. So I've been quite lucky, but I have heard stories. Um, we've got people. We've seen. I've seen people today working in my in my front room, walking past in groups, and I'm like, "What are no you one, doing?" No one cares. No one's following it. I mean, you know, no. I think most people are, but I think there are still some people being a little bit. Yeah, maybe selfish. they're just not seeing the reality of it. But I think we've we've all experienced it in some maybe. way. I mean, our, our lives are severely impacted by it. I mean, people are you know people are dying. Of course. Well, yeah, by literally the hundreds, nearly the thousands, and that's just in this so what, country. What, what did he... So I thought what might be a good idea. Yeah, he, he, Dominic Raab went through sort of five. Because we were talking a little bit about an exit strategy there, weren't we? And then we got sort of way late, but never mind. We'll come back to to topic. So he kind of laid out five tests. Yeah. So what I thought I'd do is I'd read the tests out to you and and see what you think. So I uh, sort yeah, of do them cool. one by one. Yeah, cool. So the first one is making sure the NHS could cope. Okay, so I know we were talking briefly before this. I don't think the NHS. Yeah, yeah I mean, in I the don't preamble, think the NHS have, have ever been able to fully cope. Um, That's my first thought when I read that test. I mean, I mean, the how can I put it? The the essence of what it sounds like is absolutely right. But how are you going to measure that? Very, very difficult. You know. And it was quite, it was weird listening to the, you know, the tests were being sort of read out. And then this goes back to my gripe about the press at the moment. No one held the Dominic to yeah. Mr. Rob to account about, well, what does that look like? What, what number are you looking for? Yeah. What does that mean? And I, I thought that that was probably, I think, today with the lockdown being extended and this, these five tests being put out there, which I think, you know, we'll go through, we're going through them. I think they're perfectly reasonable. I'm no supporter of, of yeah. the political party in power, but I think there's real questions about them. And it's just weird that I didn't hear any questions about them. Just That's on that the first as well, one. It makes you think then, are they able to cope now or are they in a phase of not able to cope? Is there, are we in non-coping phase right now? Well, that, yeah. Well, that's it. Because we're being told that, you know, the NHS's capacity has been ramped up and we're all right. You yeah. know, we should be able to meet the demand. But we need to make sure the NHS can cope. So I think you raise a legitimate point. I would have been interested to see if any journalist would have pushed the first Secretary of State on that particular point. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Shall I go on to the second one? Um, so the second one is a sustained and consistent fall in the daily okay, death so rate. That, that's it. I can agree with that. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, to be fair, that was the one I thought was the most clean, yeah. the most clear cut. Because the, obviously, I mean, as, as you said on Sunday, that we're all kind of virologists now because the news is just nothing but wall-to-wall yeah. coronavirus and, and all that. That's obviously going to be a lag because we're in a position now where it looks like the daily yeah. cases are flattening, but the rate of death is still what going is it, like up. like 800 a day or something? Like or it, it's, 
It's about 800 and 861. So it was 861. But to be fair, was it on Friday last week or Thursday last week? It was 980. So it's 918 or something. So it's starting to flatten. But obviously, what you want to see is, is, as the test says, is they want to they want to see a fall, a sustained and consistent fall. But that's going to take weeks to lag in because of you probably noticed through all the briefings that the although the cases are flattening, the rate of death still going up. But that's to do with the infection lag and those those lags then go those those cases then going into hospital and then unfortunately, sadly, those people then passing away. Yeah, that's why there's that lag in there. It's going the. not going in the direction that we want and the sad thing is you know the deaths could could reach 50,000 uh, hopefully it doesn't it could be any it number be any I mean number. We, we just don't know how bad it is as well but if, if, if you got 800 people dying per day no and we're not seeing that slow down yet then uh, yeah it's just uh, it's just sad that number's gonna still go up sadly it's a lot of people who've had yeah. their lives changed yeah, by it. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the third one. Um, reliable data showing the rate of infection was decreasing to manageable levels. Now, they talked about this very briefly. Um, I think it was Chris Whitty, the Chief yeah. Medical Officer for England, talked about it. I don't know if you've if you if you've heard them talk about the R number uh, or the yeah, R O number. Yeah, I've heard that term. Yeah, it's they the rate of infection one or something, right? Well, they're saying that it's practically now less yeah. than one. So, in the community, they're comfortable that the R number is less than one, which for people who don't know what the R number means, it means if I had the virus and the R rate, the R number was two, I would pass that infection on to two people. And then they would both pass it on to two people and so on and so on. They're saying there the R rating is something like 0.5 to one, which means for every, if I'm infected, I'm passing that on to less yeah. than one person. So that's obviously really good because in the community, that's slowing down the rate of infections. That's going to slow down the rate of cases positive and then eventually slow down the death rate. But again, that phrase, manageable uh, level. I don't even fully understand what the term means because how do you know? I mean, it's assuming that right now it's not manageable and that... Again, yeah, yeah, it does insinuate that. outside and your life's at risk. That's how they make out. But... I think the, the reality of the situation is yeah. that, you know, the death rate is around between four and five percent, something a lot globally. That's that sort of the death rate, maybe even less with because there's a lot of people who haven't been tested. So we don't we don't know. Of course, this obviously. Yeah. So the testing rate to death is going to be higher because, you know, if you look at it, people are being tested in hospital only in this country. So something like we've got 90,000 cases and 13,000 deaths. That's going to show like a a, a rate of of death of 12%. But that's not going to be the case. But because we're not testing everybody, that's not the true number. But then again, it's just, again, it's just, it's interesting that they talked about manageable levels. And to be fair, a couple of 
journalists picked this up, particularly Sam Coates, I think, at Sky News and Ben Kentish, who was the L- who's the LBC Westminster reporter. Um, they they they'd asked the questions around different um, yeah different groups of people. So there was talk. So Sam Coates, I think, talked a lot around sort of the you know does this virus discriminate on black and ethnic minority groups. And then I think Ben Kentish went in to talk about care homes and non-community infections in hospitals and care homes and things like that. So I think it'd be interesting to see. It looks like what they want when they say manageable levels, they're going to want manageable levels right across the board, all across the country, all across the regions. And I, I guess like one of the things as well, we need to make sure that everyone, as many people as possible, get it and survive absolutely that's the most important thing yeah it's just that's recovery right that that protects the vulnerable because the people around them hopefully will have already had it and it's not being passed it's probably a bit like tb maybe now how t i suppose that comes with the whole vaccine thing isn't it and you talked about that on on sunday i i never i've never had the tb jab no, man, I never had it. Have you never? Um, now, you, now, if, if my wife was on the phone, she'd be able to tell you why. It's that whole concept of herd immunity that we heard at yeah. the beginning of the of the yeah. crisis. So, Haley, as you know, is a scientist. Um, she's that the way it's herd immunity is defined as if ninety five percent of the people are inoculated. So, right now. of people are immune against TB because they've had the the vaccine, which I think you get in like year nine of high school. So like when you're 14. Um, Obviously, if you have a case where the chief medical officer and the chief science officer are saying, well, it looks like about 10% of the country is going to get some some version of it. That's nowhere near enough for herd immunity. You know, you, you, the figure needs to be 95%. But that's probably why, you know, you've never had the TB injection. But you've never had TB because it actually have, yeah, everybody else it. doesn't have it or they can kill and it I'm because they've got the vaccine. Do you see what I mean? People, Precisely. Yeah. So for, for you, you are surrounded by enough people that yeah. the virus can't get to you. Because that's kind of what the... the I believe the concept so of, what was of the, herd immunity what was, the, what was the other test that Rob said? So the, there was two left. The next one was ensuring the, the supply of tests and personal protective equipment, that's that PPE that everybody hears in the news, um, could meet oh, man, future that's demand. So vague. That's so vague. Like, how, that is how vague, do you isn't test it? 60 million people when... They can't even test. I don't even know if they've hit a hundred thousand tests. To be honest, I think that Hancock guy said he wants hundred thousand a month. No I don't know how close they are to that, but no, he what wants a hundred thousand a day right. by okay. the end of the month. It's, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because as you say, there's just there's just no testing going on unless you're in a hospital, and and effectively from yesterday, you should be able to get testing in a care home, which is good. 
But I suppose you you want to test the most vulnerable, but then you want to test everybody else to get out of where we are. But then it all comes back to that whole lockdown strategy. But you're right, that fourth test I thought was the vague. To be honest, I'd love to buy one. Like, if they were selling it for like a te- like ten pounds or something, I'd definitely buy one. Maybe they, they should do something like that and you know yeah. give it to free. Give it give it free to people who uh, don't have the funds or anything, but others who. Because I, I think I know you, you guys would pay for it. I would pay for it if it means contributing yeah, to the uh, economy, you know. No, absolutely. I think if there's a way, but it's got to be a suitable test, isn't it? And that's what they're saying. We don't have a suitable oh, anti right? So it's not... Yeah. Yeah, right. it's not fit for purpose. Of course, you wouldn't yeah. buy something that's fit for purpose, which I understand completely. And then the last test was... Being confident any adjustments would not risk a second peak. Okay, so any being confident that any adjustments... Yeah, so any changes yeah. you make to the measures do not risk a second so peak. So how, how do they gauge that? So I guess if they open the doors for everybody to go back to normal, pre- preventing the second outbreak. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it's effectively that that is effectively the when we start to open things up, how will it look like? But I, I I was thinking about it before we started talking about it this evening. I can't see what measures you would lift to test it. Yeah. Would you send people back to work first? But that's quite a, a huge number of people going back to work. And then there's that obviously concern for individual people if they're told they can go back to work, but they're working from home and they're comfortable working from home and they, yeah. they feel so, safe working from home. So I will. Uh, How I'll do you get those people uh, my, back to my work? work? As an example, so when, when we when we do a release, if we want to yeah, really protect it and protect the systems, we do something called the throttled approach. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, that's so like you a start slow with a 1% release, approach, so the, the product goes to 1% of all customers, and then you, you yeah. monitor that, and then a few days later, yeah. or a week later, however you want to do it, you move it up to 5%, and then 10%, and slowly yeah. start to, and I think they're going to have to do something like that, like a phase return for everyone. Yeah, you used that phrase a lot, didn't you, on Sunday, that whole idea of a phased return out of the lockdown and a phased yeah. return to normality. But then it's how do you, encu- how do you, how do you encourage people to return to normality? I think it's just wash your hands, it, social distancing, don't cough on anyone, don't shake hands, uh, just be responsible, you know, it, clean yeah. everywhere. Uh, but even, even in your office, maybe if you just start bringing in 5% of the workforce, keep everyone separate and then start just... And just monitor it. That might be it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best way of looking at it. So that might be, as you say, the, the best way of doing it. But then you've got to do that then across all the regions and countries, and that could be, be interesting. quite interesting. To see if they stick to it and if people can stick to it. But if you just think of all of the yeah. like the massive building contracts and the the huge company chains, like you know, it's just. It, it could get to a point where I think exactly. my, my dad was actually saying this before that the economy could be so bad that it might not ever recover. And that's 
like absolutely properly back to yeah. sort of normal you know, standards. You think it, it'll no. get that's, to that's a certain true. point where everyone's been sacked, everyone's bankrupt, everyone's credit cards are, are maxed to the nines, and then it's like, well, and w- w- what Max do you do them. then? What do you do? No, you're absolutely you know, bang retails. on money there. I think. But yeah, it's in exactly. It's it's interesting that that so there was a tweet that went out from Nadine Dorries yesterday, who's the yeah. one of the health ministers who works for Matt Hancock, who said that there'll be no return to normality without the vac- without a vaccine, and that's eighteen months away. Yeah. So you know, on Sunday when we talked about how long do you think it'll last? And me and Mosbo sort of said September. <laughs> yeah. You said November twenty twenty one. There you go. <laughs> you might be the uh, you might be the man who who, who uh, gets it as close to as as possible there. So that's quite quite surprising. I think seeing that it's quite an incredible yeah, admission from the government, the for government a minister. If you, if you think about it, no, you know that that the middle seat in the plane is going to be open. Uh, the people are going to be going to be empty people are going to have to sit far apart oh tenable that's it yeah yeah love a bit of tenable mate love a bit of tenable what a show that is that's that's box office mate that is that's an entertaining show i forgot that is it warren davis warwick davis yeah warwick yeah 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 yeah. i think that's better than the chase person though it's up there. It's, it's up, up there. there. He always starts with a cringe joke. Oh, well. they're all so cringe, and that's what makes it so good. Yeah, it's like purposely bad. Yeah, we, we, we used to do this thing in the office before the lockdown that we'd, there was a few of us who would hover around one of the TVs at work at about quarter to four, just when they do the final tenable. You know, and they go and try and right. win the prize. Right, So it's yeah. like, we, which we all try between us to guess the ten. <laughs> So, Does anyone yeah. get it? We got the foot. We got one. At, we've only had one, and it was the football teams with a bird on their badge. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That was yeah. You'd be good. good at that. Yeah, there was a few of us who got that between us. To be fair, that was pretty good. Shall we move on yes. to something? Yeah, yeah. A bit more positive. Shall we talk so, about the captain? What a legend! What an captain Thomas legend. Moore. Yeah, captain Tom. hands down. What a guy of the day. Which is bad, badass motherfucker, by the way. Yeah. So this is just to, just to clarify what Banff means. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> just to clarify that, definitely. So this is a guy who. 99 years old, Captain Tom Moore. He's 99. He's 100 at the end of, end of the month. And he wanted to raise... I was, re- I was listening to it this morning on, like, Piers... Mo- I was watching it on this morning with, like, Piers Morgan and uh, Susanna Reid on Good Morning Britain and, and on BBC Breakfast. And he wanted to do 100 laps of his garden and try and raise, like, £1,000. Well, he's raised, like, wow. 15 million quid now. If there's a guy who deserves yep. a knighthood, surely yep. give that man a knighthood. It's Captain right Tom Moore. Absolutely. And 
the good thing is, is I found that you can oh, send you? a birthday yeah, card to him. That. So I think I'll be doing that. Yeah, shall I read uh, out yeah, the no, um, yeah, address to send it to? We might as well. Um, so obviously it's to Captain Tom Moore, uh, care of Post Office Limited, 67 Bedford Road, Marston Muratane, and that's MK430 oh, yeah, LA. Everyone needs to send that man a birthday card. So you can send your uh, postcards to Captain Tom, eh? A true, a true national legend. And actually, I was, I, I, I'm a bit of a. I always get a bit sort of emotional yeah. when I see an old guy in a suit with his medals. So every time he's been on the TV today, I've almost found myself like not getting yeah. uh, teary, but oh, same, feeling same the same tears come on. I don't know about you. Of, um, where he's a picture of him walking, but then next to him is these soldiers that are like hollowed, you know, like dead past soldiers. Yeah, and it's yeah, so I saw that's like a hologram the, type the of fact that, And this is going to sound really cheesy, but just a man of that age to to not be thinking about himself, to be be thinking of others, is, is so humbling. Because um, he doesn't need to think of anyone of else at his age. You know, he's he's lived, he's he's done it all. You know, but he's, no, absolutely not. Here's a guy who's literally yeah. nearly a hundred, a captain. In you know, a captain in the armed forces, you know, the guy has given his lot, you know, yeah. the guy has spent his life serving the country and yeah. he's doing it again. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a really incredible, beautiful thing. And you know, if you haven't donated to Captain Tom, then you should absolutely do so. I, th- I, think, I think it's a word, a, a worthy yeah. course for the, N- for the NHS together to charities. And again, I think he's a uh, I think he's the the one man. Donate? Who's, uh, uh, I'd love to donate. Actually, right I haven't I haven't seen where where you could do it. I tell you what, I'll do. I'll put it in the uh, description for the podcast. Right. It's, but I believe it's just giving. It's a just giving page. But I'll uh, I'll have a look yeah, around while I'm editing, and I'll and I'll put it on there at the end. But what a guy! Absolutely a real inspiration, and I. If I had a hat on, I would tip it to you, Captain Tom. And of course, he's, as he said. He did his hundredth lap today. Yeah, and if you yeah. saw that, it was on BBC Breakfast this morning. He had the guard of honour. Yeah, from the uh, from the local regiment, and um, he said he'll keep walking <laughs> if people keep down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's what gonna he's gonna carry on. <laughs> I think what a man! What an absolute guy! He's yeah, like, so yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll keep walking. It's gonna have to come a point where somebody's gonna have to rein him in because you know that soldier mindset never leaves them. I'll tell you something. That guy's an OG, <laughs> mate. They're not gonna yeah. rein him in. He'll stop when yeah. he wants to stop. <laughs> you know, but huge respect yeah. for uh, for Captain Tom Indeed. Moore. Absolute Indeed. legend. Agreed. Absolute legend. Seems like we've got to a natural end. Um, Thanks very much for listening. Stay safe, y'all. We'll be back on Sunday. But oh man, I fell foul of uh, leaving the TV on during a conference call today. Oh, oh, real, oh God! So Should I, was I watch- ask? <laughs> um, I was watching. Have you ever seen the, um, the thick of it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was watching the thick of it. I had it on in the t- I had it on the TV, <laughs> and I had a WebEx with some a lot of my colleagues, and, I ju- and I, I'd gone to the other end of the in our living room because you know the living room's quite big where where we live, 
Yeah. And I'd gone to sort of the back of the living room where the kitchen, where the table is and gone sat on the table because I was putting my webcam on. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want people to see that I was sitting on the sofa. And I'm sitting yeah. there talking, explaining something or talking about something. And so people just started saying, who's that guy shouting and screaming at the back, in the background? <laughs> and I looked over to my TV and it was Malcolm Tucker going on a full-on... <laughs> you know, when he's like going at somebody. Oh, and you were not like, Oh my God, I didn't turn it off. And I'm not on mute. I went, hang on a second. Got up, had to walk over because I didn't take the remote control with me and press mute. I thought, yeah. oh my God. But it's not as bad as the guy who got up after that. Have you seen that? Who got up after a Zoom call and was only wearing his boxer shorts. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot he left his camera on. So I'm winning as far as I'm concerned. the only one that never knew about zoom before COVID 19 i'd heard of it but we can't we, we just use webex so i'm guessing you use the same yeah we just use webex and i always thought skype was like the number one but zoom's just come in and just been yeah, like massive, okay, we it? are the yeah zoom out all of a sudden is just like the shit it really is it's like the People, go-to thing yeah but I, I think webex is just so much easier yeah, definitely. It's easy. You know, if you've got, like, your login and stuff, you just go... Oh, yeah, it. you just click it, and you can even get it to call you. Oh, like, can you? Call me on. Yeah, yeah. have you never set it up for that? I've uh, I've never trusted it. I've just never clicked on that option. Ah, have you never? So, you know when you, like, open up your... Have you got personal room? Yeah, yeah. So, you know when you, like, go into personal room or you go into a meeting... There's like the audio, you know, as you click on it, there's the audio connection button. It's like a circle with three um, horizontal dots. Yeah. Click on that and click call me on. Yeah. And then type your number in and it'll just call you. And yeah. it, you, don't have, you don't have to do the pin. I'm going to have to test it. I'm always like right on the dot in terms of meetings. There's usually like oh, mate, people in never the room. early. Never yeah. early. I'm always like one o'clock. Okay, enter. And <laughs> I, I know exactly, like right on. And if you start getting like a delayed connection, it's like shit. So you're gonna be like five minutes. 